Welcome to the Firewolf Podcast. This is Christy Belich, and today's episode is really fun. It's with my friend Rhett Seaver. He is just an awesome person, and I've known him since the New York days. I truly, truly love him and adore him, and I think he's just so funny and so sweet, and he's been in New York City you know, pummeling through the storms, and um, so I wanted to to catch up with him and and just uh, see how he's doing. He's going to be on my live stream this week, and uh, we'll do a part two. I feel like I didn't serve him justice with my retardation <laughs> in part one, and I I did like make a stupid you know, I, I, I say what's like immediately goes through my brain half the time, most of the time, pretty much all of the time. And unfortunately, I, you know, if I offend people for my stupidity, I, I really mean no harm. I'm a, you know, but I love Rhett so much. And, um, you can find him on Rhett Seaver on all social media. And he also has the most adorable, uh, show on youtube it's called the marty port show and i'll link that in the description and yeah you should check him out hope you enjoy the interview and i just hope everybody's safe out there with the protests and so much love can hello hi can you hear me yeah can you hear me yeah Hey. Here we are. <laughs> so, um, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so happy to talk to you. First off, I want to say thank you for being so patient with me, letting me yeah. schedule. Um, and also I wanted to say, you know, this is a podcast about love, but I also want to send you condolences your way because I know you just went through some tumultuous waters as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So I want to say I love you and I hope you're doing okay. Yeah. Thank um, you. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, this is cool. So I I guess I've never um you know, I guess talked about this subject <laughs> love? On, on a podcast before. <clears throat> oh, tell me all about love. Do you have do you have a story? <laughs> do you have a love oh, that's story in life? <laughs> how did you do that with the sound is that something i could do uh did i bring you up i just moved my my mic yeah my mouth. Was, <laughs> it was so much it's so much better now oh good yeah yeah sometimes um, sometimes i do have to warn you sometimes yep. i live in the middle of nowhere okay sometimes it pops in and out but we just go with the flow of this podcast oh okay so. cool cool <laughs> But yeah, love. So, okay, tell me, yeah. Rhett, tell me all about the love. Yeah, so basically, I asked my sister, <laughs> just jokingly, but knew I would get a good, a good insight, <laughs> um, because my family, we we kind of like pathological truth tellers. Well, I mean, maybe my sister is because maybe mine rubs off on her, um, but. Or whoever whoever I'm living with at the time, they've all all four of my sisters have been my roommate at some point. <laughs> um, and so, 
I knew I would get like a, a truthful answer from her if I asked her like, oh, Brady, do I know anything about love? <laughs> and um, she said, well, you certainly know how to love yourself. <laughs> and so um i don't know i guess that's true but isn't loving yourself the first step towards loving somebody else <laughs> absolutely i agree i think you right, have right. to you yeah. have to yeah. yes and i've had two boyfriends that were you know it went okay um it was just i don't know the whole like i think lifestyle um differences I guess, um, is kind of basically what happened. Like, they wanted to be, you know, in a closed relationship. I wanted to be in an open relationship. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I've realized it'd be better if I was in an open relationship. Um, I knew they, you know, were like um, closed relationship type people. Um, And I guess I thought I was too. Um, And so those were my first two relationships. But um, I, I don't know. I think I'm not the kind of person um, or at this point, it, it doesn't feel like, I'd be happy in like a long-term relationship, I guess. So wait, I have a question for you. Yeah. First off, I forgot. What is your sun sign? Um, your, your zodiac sign? Um, Sagittarius. Wait, so you're Sag- Oh, duh. Like that is so the open relationship sign. Eh? <laughs> really? That's funny. <laughs> and then also, you know what's so funny about that is your show that you have is called Say Everything. Yeah. And that is as Sagittarius as it fucking gets. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, I I guess I've always been told I live up to my to my sign because I'm like a creative person and all this kind of and I guess kind of like maybe like a selfish person. I don't know. They say stuff like that is Sag, right? Well, I don't think Sag is selfish. As going back to self love, I mean what were the lessons of self-love growing up? Like, what was love when you were a kid? Um, I mean, I, I, I grew up Mormon, so I just thought it was, you know, finding somebody and starting a family, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But I've realized that that would not have made me happy. <laughs> that would have made me the opposite of happy if I did that. So when, like, have you, and I'm not even saying on a romantic level, but I don't even know. Did you grow up, so you said you grew up Mormon, but did mm-hmm. you grow up in New York? It, um, In um Lake City, Minnesota. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, it's a small town. So what was that like? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was very sad. No. Um, it, it's it, very it, Minnesota. It, it was. Uh... <laughs> Oh, you mean when I said that? Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, everybody there is like white, stupid Christian. Um, now voting for Trump. Um, 
you know, it's just, you know, like homophobic, racist, whatever, um, addicted to drugs or Jesus, you have to pick one in order to fit in. So I didn't like either one of those things. So I knew I had to move. Um, and yeah, that's that. <laughs> and then eventually, you know, my parents stopped going to church because they like, they were like really, um, you know, made to feel bad about that when um, all their kids stopped going to church. So they thought it was weird that people would like give them such neg like negativity um, about it. So they stopped going. Um, so that was interesting. And so um, it's been easier after that. Yeah. Well, what age did you stop going to church? I think I was like 17. And then I just had to deal with the awkwardness of like my parents always asking me to go back. What's it like now though? Now it's great. Like like what is what like? Like uh I don't know. Like with your family, was living in New York City, was kind of following your dreams cuz you I mean going from Minnesota, a small town in Minnesota to New York is a big jump, you know? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but I liked it ever since I got here in 2008 and um, trying to find a good apartment with a new apartment every year, you know, you know that whole thing. Um, it was fun. Yeah. So what was the force that was like New York City's for me? Just the, yeah, like the force away from a conservative society, I guess. Yeah. How'd you get there? Um, well, what was the thing? Oh, what was like the thing? Oh, actually, what it was was, um, because like my mom and sister, you know, kind of like were supportive of it. And, um, and so then my sister also decided to go. And so then she got a job out here. And so that's when we decided to just go out once she got that job. Um, you know, and like, because knowing that we would want like a roommate that like we know and trust, I guess to first start out was um, a helpful thing. And um so yeah, so we just came out here when she had a job and then I had to start to find one um, when we got out here. And then I worked at um, Eddie Bauer for a little bit <laughs> before I got like a better job with the state. You know what like is so hard? Because I did the same thing as you in 2010. Okay. Is it's like going from a Christian, so like that conservative vibe. Yeah. And like being pummeled into New York City. <laughs> it's it's like I mean there's a whole show about it uh unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt in yeah, certain ways yeah. you know it's like but it's kind of like it's a so universal um story yeah yeah and it's and the thing about you is like you don't like to me like I can tell that you have like a strong background like family background but when I meet you you are legit the nicest most courteous and loving person I've ever met like <laughs> you that's funny you <laughs> you have withstood 
New York City comedy in all of its iterations for years and like even yeah. your mic in the attic it's like why did you guys put Rhett in the <laughs> attic yeah it's funny but it's so funny <laughs> it's like I know it's so crazy um I have seen you produce in every venue <laughs> in New York City I know it's so crazy um yeah it's wait, fun. Wait. It, that's <laughs> right I I just realizing that like I have done a lot of stuff like right it was at the Grizzly Pear then at yes um Patty Riley's pub and then um I did the pit attic and pit loft for a long time um yeah and, and I will tell you oh at that I one basement you. thing Remember what the basement? basement, the experimental comedy gallery? Oh, fuck. I forgot that about that so place. so funny. That place had two places, too. That place, that was in Williamsburg, and then it moved to, like, I don't know, some other part of Williamsburg. Yeah, because, like, it was so weird. There's this conservative comedian, <laughs> and actually, um... No! No, you don't want me to mention him? You can mention him, but please don't give him a name. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah, he, um, yeah, that's, oh, that's really funny. Cause I just realized, yeah, your connection with him. Okay. Yeah. So I won't mention his name, but I, I think he was like the, cause it, it seemed like a political thing where, you know, it, it's kind of like a left wing type of place. And then, um, of course, the Republican comedian comes along and then like wrecks it, um, and like turns them in. I think called called in the, I don't know the the people who deal with the um, and, you know Fire like peeps. businesses having to have a license, kind of thing. I think it was, I think it was the fire code. Yeah, the fire code. Fire. Yeah. Um, you know, and then just ratted them out just for like political reasons, I think. I don't know. It seems very weird, but um and then like you you hear about like the guy who started it had some kind of me too situation going on. And so people don't know, you know, what's going on there and it's it's very weird. Wasn't that all weird? That was so weird, I and I completely forgot about it. That was how can you forget oh, about gosh. that story? It's so weird, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. It... Oh my and God. that guy completely disappeared. He completely disappeared. The guy that owned the place, and That's I, I what... hosted a show. Yeah. You hosted a show. Did wait? Was Liz Glazer still there at the time, or was it you? Um, let's see. Maybe after we had done a show at Patty Riley's, that I, that's why I started doing shows different places because um, our Patty Riley's show got, you know, they they didn't want like a uh, they wanted more like music shows there. It was like a music bar, so that's why. But that's what they told us. But it seems like there was some kind of shadiness with that too with like I don't know why um 
we, you know, got kicked out kind of because it didn't seem like to make any sense the reason they said. Um, so, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I was ta- so John. Do you remember John Hanford at all? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's out. We're both out in Joshua Tree, California now. Oh, cool. I was in LA. He saved my ass in LA, and it's so weird how the world turns because he used to live in New York City, yeah. and the first place that he did stand up was well, not the first place he did stand up, but started was at your show, the at Patty O'Reilly's. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, him and um he did and, uh, start back then i remember that. yeah and it, your show i don't think you even realize this is why i love you so much Rhett. and i do apologize because that fucking pit loft turned me into into early menopause i could never go up there i oh. felt like i was having hot flashes <laughs> okay but <laughs> <it> was, okay <laughs> my my tits would start sweating oh, when i was so up there funny. i was like i can't <laughs> be like there's just like men in the corner and i was like i'm sweating i'm like i can't do this right now that's funny but your patty o'reilly show i fucking loved it because you were that to me was love it was like you on stage being completely candid yeah and like allowing other people to express themselves and just be themselves say everything show yeah that's that's love, dude. Okay, <laughs> like so I guess. Love. Yeah, I try. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good, and you brought so many comics together. Yeah, it was really fun, and because in that format, you can play with your material, and you can discover more things about it, and it helped people write their material, because you'd get like an immediate response back from somebody about a different perspective and people love to go there to write because yes. um, it opened up your material and it's like the best kind of workshop ever really, you know? And I love the pattern that you did. So, okay. So for people listening, how did you and Liz kind of come up with that idea? Like what, how did that it's, show get Yeah, birth? it's so funny because um, there's this Will Thilly guy who's crazy. <laughs> yeah. W- oh, my yeah. God. I forgot about <laughs> Will Thilly. No, yeah. Will Thilly is freaking nuts, dude. And that's what attracted <laughs> to me to him is he was just so weird and off the – he's just an oddball. And those always attract me, like, the weirder the comedians. Like, I did this competition show, like – um something uh, I forgot what it was called like just like the weirdest comedy competition ever kind of thing and like it was so fun because you saw all the really weird um comedians and I um I got second so but anyway <laughs> um, second in the weirdest yeah in the, who got the who got first in the weirdest um, oh, it was um, Phil789. <laughs> of course. Wait, who's, who's wait, wait, you it was remem- Phil, Will Phil? You don't remember Phil789? No. Yes, you do. No. Christy? No, who was? Yes, you do. He's huh? like the little Asian kid. Oh, yeah. Well, I called him Phil Philly. Wait, he's Phil789? Yeah, Phil789. I fucking loved him. Yeah, he, I got, him. he got the weirder comedian than me. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, you know what? He used to come at the... Okay, so he w- would come to the mic at the park yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 he would. That's right. 
he was such a genius. Yeah, he's really funny. Um, he is. I hope he's doing okay in the quarantine. <laughs> yeah. How do we find out if he's okay? Uh, he's probably online somewhere. I'll look for him. He would be interesting put... to do a podcast with. <laughs> so too. Because I would always ask him questions. I was so fascinated with him. I would ask him questions like, because so- I don't know, like, sometimes it because sometimes you don't know where the comedian's at, like, because there are some, like, a lot of people on, like, the autistic spectrum. Like, mm-hmm. you know, me being one of them. <laughs> oh, me for sure. Like, that's why yeah. we do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know. It's just, like, sometimes I didn't think he got a sense of why he was funny and... Um, cause one time he did a clean set and that's what fascinated me because he was, he was always the most off the wall, crazy, dirty jokes, like only, only like shocking jokes. Right. And so when he did a clean set, I, it was just very fascinating I forgot what I asked him, like, um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> I always go off on tangents, so. <laughs> no, I, I remember, like, I'm glad that you're bringing this up, because there's a lot of New York that I blanked out of my mind. Yep. And there, it's just hard when you're going through the trenches to really remember yeah. the actual beauty of why we were there, yeah. you know, or why we're there, um. But yeah, he is. He was a character. You had so many characters though that came to that show. Yeah, like, and so do you many. remember those two older guys? Um, one of them was on Thirty Rock. Um, oh, um, Gary Marinoff. Oh gosh, I have to look at a picture. I remember there was this one old guy who used to heckle all the time. No, I don't know. Maybe that kind would have been Alan Shane. <laughs> that Gary. I remember Gary Kesh, not Keshner. Who's the guy that passed away? Yeah, Gary Mignoff. Gary. Yeah, he. Yeah. Pa- okay, so I do remember. And Gary, Alan and he Shane, talked about being. He passed away as well. He was the older guy with the Dude. gray beard who would like just talk about his dick, and it was hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so funny, um, because he was like, you could tell he was doing it to be shocking, and so it was just funny because you you got to see the joy that he got out of just being shocking for shock's sake. And it was just so, I don't know, it was just so funny. I, I can't explain it, but like um, Paul Higby and Seth, another guy, I think he dipped his toe in comedy, but now they're filmmakers. Seth, oh, Seth Pompey and... Um, Paul Higby, they made a documentary about those two um, just before they died in 2015. They died like a month apart from each other. And Gary and Seth had been making a documentary about them for three years. Maybe I could, I would love to talk and to them I, about that documentary. And then I, I went to see the documentary at the, the film festivals they had it at um, last year. And it was amazing. Like I saw it twice. Um, 
and actually you can see us like in the background christy like because there's so many open mic scenes they shot at you'll see yourself somewhere probably in the background of the, yeah it's really cool you know what was really sad about gary is like i was always rooting for gary yeah. <laughs> like always and I never knew if he was a character or if he was real. Does that make sense? Right, because I don't know what was going on, like, there, like, if it was autism or what, you know. Um, But, but yeah, that's what makes it so interesting is that his personality. And so I think it's, like, a mix of both, right? Because, like, when you talk to them... You know, like, I, I guess I don't know how to, else to say it, but, like, just when people aren't all there. But also, it could mean yeah. they're all very much there. You know, you don't know. But but you, usually when I would ask them questions, they were aware of everything. So they were very smart guys. Um. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is a part of New York comedy that I miss. Oh. Do you feel like it's the same that, than it was when we started? Um, I guess the open mics do seem different now. It's interesting. Um, with like, yeah, like the different open mics that become like, popular over time and stuff like um but but it kind of seems like the same vibes like whenever you go to broadway comedy club open mics or those like midtown open mics seem like a lot of the same kind of like supportive early vibes you know yeah it just i went back for a couple months and i was like this is a different energy i don't know how to oh. describe it the energy was different like me. good or bad or same or different. i don't know how to describe i wish so, i knew i wish i so understood. just different not that it's good or bad well okay i'll put it this way so you remember the old stand versus like the new i know and i haven't even fancy? been there yet it might be that so like the stand was my yeah. favorite club like to you know, to oh. chill at on 20th, 20th Street. It was just really chill, just this basement club. And now it's it was like this, like, huge, like, and I'm not saying knocking that, but it's just, like, almost like this, like, commercially vibe that yeah. I felt, if that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense, I guess, yeah. Uh, people, that's what people do, though, <laughs> you know. It's... um. You know, they want to um, reflect their success with, you know, moving up, you know, whatever that is. Whether it's re renovating Shiny. a new space <laughs> or what, you know, whatever. But yeah. Yeah, that's why the Patty O'Reilly show was so good that you did because it was so true to comedy. I know. And it's funny that the last show... I had on Mark Norman on the last show. Do you remember that day? I don't know if I was there. Yeah, for that day. Um, it was so funny because Mark Norman got heckled, 
And it's like, what's so crazy. And I explained to him this in the moment, like, like as he was being heckled, I'm like, oh my God, Mark, like nobody ever heckles at this show because we all just talk to each other. <laughs> but then <laughs> Mark, I'm letting him just do straight stand up, right? And he can't do it because this this drunk guy keeps talking. This drunk guy who has no idea. Um, he doesn't care to see a show. He's being annoying because, you know, um, he just wants to get drunk. And um, yeah, we're trying to do a show. And then, like, I know, and this was in, like, end of, I think, end of 2015, beginning 2016, I think is when the show ended there. And um, so, yeah, he was kind of known for, I guess, just for opening for Amy Schumer at the time. But then he blew up since then. Um, but... Yeah, I was surprised even then, like, that he went on my show, <laughs> um, quote-unquote show, if you can even, you know, call it that. <laughs> um, but it is it is pretty funny that he went and um, then gets heckled when nobody ever heckled that show until the stupid celebrity comes, right? Uh. <laughs> well, is it, well, as you said, like, it was open forum. It was, like... You know, you and Liz would would even talk to the comics while we were on stage and ask yeah. us questions. People would like interject their opinions. Like it was, it was a free yeah. for all. You know, so it was that's what made it so yeah, great. Yeah, it was. It was great. Oh, <laughs> those were the days. <laughs> and these are the you know these are the days. Like, how is New York treating you now with the quarantine? Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, oh my God. Uh, it's so freaking crazy. Um, cause like, I, I broke up with my ex, um, in like the, the very beginning of March. And then on March 20th, which at the time I didn't know, I was very confused. Um, but by March 20th, um, he had died. So it was very bad timing, um, you know, to break up with somebody and then they die a few weeks later. That's like, like the worst thing that can happen. It just, it's so, you feel so bad. Do you know what I mean? But, like, can I also, like, I know it's so sad, but Rhett, like, you still got it going on. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? (laughs) You're worth dying for. Wait, what? (laughs) You so, you so sexy, you worth dying for, you know what I'm saying? I don't, whatever, I don't know I mean it with love. I truly mean okay, it with love. Okay. <laughs> I do. I do. The comic in okay. me can't help it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Um. Because they they thought that I think it was misdiagnosed as fungal meningitis, and that's where. Um, you know, a lot of people have the the germs that cause like meningitis, either viral, bacterial, or fungal. 
but if your immune system's fine, you know, you don't, nothing happens to you. Um, so it says like 80% of the people who have had fungal meningitis, um, they died because of HIV, right? So um, his friend um, called me and she was, she was mad at me thinking I gave him HIV. And so then I'm freaking out like, oh my God, you know, thinking that she got that information somehow from the hospital, um, you know, not realizing she probably just speculated it or something because mm -hmm. of the circumstance. But then I realized with the timing of his death that it obviously was the, um, the COVID that does the um, blood clots in the brain and, um, you know, it overworks your immune system and you get blood clots in the brain. A lot of younger people have died of strokes like that because, um, and like as more and more articles came out about it, it made more sense um, what happened to him. And so, but yeah, at the time, I had to like, I got like a blood test and all STD check and um, like had to wait three days, like wondering, you know, like what the hell's going on. And then I finally get the results and everything was negative. And it was so crazy. <laughs> like, um, yeah, that whole time period, like I had to write a whole short short story about it just to like process it um because it was such a crazy time are you still in contact with his family yeah now? yeah um his sister and mom i text with a lot um you know helping them deal with it because yeah they're going crazy yeah and how are, I mean, how are you doing though? Like, um, you yeah, doing? like I was, you know, um, you know, like always crying about it, <laughs> um, for like, you know, a few weeks. Um, and it's still like, you can't believe it, you know, um, like it doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You just uh, keep going, I guess. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. you keep going, but it's also like, you know, do you have, I mean, you're in New York City, you're in the epicenter, one of the major epicenters of this yeah. virus right now. And I mean, do you have people with you right now that you can, can talk to on a normal basis? Just yeah, my sister, um, who, who's my roommate, um, is is good company, <laughs> and um, um, and yeah, like I regularly call people, um, and I've like been out to like um, you know, meet people, meet friends and stuff because I think I was exposed in March when I was sick with it. And I figured since I kind of, um, I was okay after that, um, I, I just 
thought it was okay to like be around other people who thought it was okay, you know, because they probably, um, cause they figured the same thing happened to them when they got sick. Like uh, just a lot of people got sick in March um, for a little bit, it seems, but yeah. You mean it in New yeah. York? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like everybody has a story yeah, of they like, kind of got a little sick for a week. I had the weirdest shit, Rhett. I had the weirdest shit yeah. in January. I was on the road. I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's probably just a cold. Weirdest yeah. dry cough ever. Sorest throat. Look at the back of my throat. It's not strep throat. You know, I know it's not strep. Usually when I get strep, I get those like things in the back of my throat. And I'm like, this just feels viral. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I was still doing stand up every single day, holding microphones, Uh-oh. talking to people. But it, no, but it's like, it's like, it, it, that's how quick this shit gets passed around. Like I'm still shaking people's hands. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's, it's gotta be hard in New York city, even worse. Cause people are on the subway and stuff, yeah. you know, but dude, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm incredibly sorry about, you know, your ex, but I also want to say <laughs> that was not that long ago. And it's crazy how the world keeps on going crazier yeah. and crazier each yeah, day, you know? It's crazy. <laughs> um, but actually, I think, I guess I didn't realize I got off this, maybe the subject of love. <laughs> um, like, I, so I don't know, like, do you have other questions or should I just kind of give my history or? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, if you have something that you can <laughs> with, I'm sorry oh, no, that I sidetracked cool, cool. us. <laughs> but yeah, your history would be beautiful. Like whatever love your heart is telling you. Well, well I guess it. it's funny. Um, so, well, I mean, I come from like a standard family. <laughs> You know, um, you know, mom, dad, brothers and sisters. I have four sisters and two brothers. And so, like, we, I think, just were, like, a regular family who, like, you know, fights a lot. (laughs) I think that's normal, though, that, like, families who, like, always are fighting. um, Just about dumb things, you know. Um, And so... I guess, you know, I kind of, my, um, you know, my parents, like, were in love and so very normal like that. So I guess that was kind of my um, impression of what love is, you know, when I was growing up. So, um, but what's funny is that... um, I don't know, like, I just felt that getting married and having kids was more of a a societal pressure than something I wanted. And so I didn't, so I think being, like, bullied, you know, for being gay kind of made me resent conventional, um, you know, ways of life, I guess. And so... 
you know, it didn't make sense for me to like go that like regular route, you know, of like a regular family because it just seems like it's an old school way of thinking where like if I were to have a partner and have kids, it would be more of like a natural thing that just happens rather than forcing it just because like society expects you to do it, you know? And so, um, so that's why I never thought about that. Um, so I guess love for me was just like thinking I could find a partner where we just kind of support each other, um, you know, like emotionally, um, and like for practical, cause like when you're a gay man, <laughs> I mean, a relationship is kind of like for practical things. Like if you, you know, cause I think a lot of one of the practical things of why people want a relationship, I, I'm guessing, um, even though like they'll say other more conservative um, answers if you ask them, I think one of the main <laughs> um, reasons why people want a relationship is so you don't have to worry about STDs with tons of partners, <laughs> you know? And so, like, having one partner, you kind of feel safer, right? Um, and, yeah. Well, it, I mean, it, for everybody, it's different, you know? And I... And you were saying you're more pop, I guess, would you consider yourself poly? Um, but that's where you could be in a relationship with multiple people, right? Oh. Like in, in like a three-way relationship or does it mean an open yeah. relationship? Or open. Oh, I get confused. So I always think poly oh, okay. is open. <laughs> but I guess. Oh, so what is but, like okay, a three so or four-way relationship? relationship? I guess oh, that's but poly. It, it See, I don't know all these terms. A different way to think about <laughs> like, it. Right, because an open relationship is where, like, I mean, for me, it seems like a lot of people are, like, with one main emotional support partner that they they maybe live with and go back to, but it's just open sexually with other people um, just for the purposes of sex. And so... To me, that seems like what most people do. But I guess it could mean maybe you're even in love with multiple people. I don't know. It just maybe just depends on what happens. Right? Yeah, it does. See, I'm more possessive <laughs> and I need I need to know my I need to know my man is my man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? boy you're mine no, yeah and I think with um, definitely I think with straight couples it is different um, it does seem like like gay people more have more open relationships than straight definitely right it's so hot though like if I <laughs> It's like the hottest 
could you okay so i i think it's so hot i like sometimes i would just like <laughs> like i do like i love like i i have a bit about how i just love like the idea of like bears and things i think it's the hottest do you, thing do you watch the porn on twitter <laughs> okay no wait what yeah Tell it's me really hot wait, what with porn on there's Twitter? all this kind of porn like exactly that you that's all you have to search <laughs> yeah <laughs> all this kind of porn. Um, well do you know what's so crazy is because during quarantine it was so boring that i um i put i posted a video and it got five thousand views yeah. Wait, you have a because wait, well, we no, because I didn't put my face. <gasps> wait, in. I don't want to. But I don't want to see. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, I'm not I telling you to watch it. I kind of. I mean, look, no, no. It's just what's so upsetting is that like it got five, over probably almost six thousand views by now, and um, it was just so upsetting because my comedy videos only have a few hundred views and so it's like what all i have to do is jack off and and people are more interested in what i have to say <laughs> they want oh you my for your God. body right it's so crazy so wait it's just you it's a solo yeah. it's a solo video Okay, yeah. so you're a solo star. Oh my and god! And so I'm then so I, I started posting stuff on Twitter, and like this guy who has forty thousand <laughs> followers, he t- he retweeted a bunch of my stuff, and now I'm getting traction because of him. So my video, my videos have like thousands of Rats. views, and and then I have like just within the first few days because I only did this in the last week. Um, I have like I over two hundred followers, um, because of that guy. So like, you just have to keep working your way up, because <laughs> then I think if you got a thousand followers, you, you get to do OnlyFans, where you get to charge people. People, <laughs> do you know. want an OnlyFans, Rhett? Because I don't know if I could. I don't so know, wait, like, okay. make enough content <laughs> to justify it. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, A, it are is you very happy fun. about this? Okay, yeah. see, as long as you're happy oh, definitely. about this. And <laughs> B, what is your Twitter handle? I don't know if I would want to, like, tell people it's me. So, yeah, it's, okay, it's, so it's, it's, it's an it's alternate, alternate reality handle. where those those people who find me find me. Okay. That's fine. But um, okay. I'm not going to cross-promote yeah right living that double life during venus retrograde i'm loving this alternate lives (laughs) definitely it's so fun Uh, i'm happy for you i'm really (laughs) Uh, see there's a light at the end of the tunnel in every situation whether or not (laughs) Or the, yeah, I guess and the do you know what's even weirder? Now. Is that I hooked up with this guy who was a porn star um in my neighborhood. And then um as cause as a joke, because I didn't know um 
you know, before. So as a, afterwards, I'm like, oh, so what, do you have like OnlyFans or something? And he's like, oh yeah, that's what I do. And I'm like, oh my God, like I just started a Twitter page. So then like, um, like I connected with him on Twitter. And so, yeah, and he had 80,000 followers. Can you please please tell yeah. me this was a grinder connection? <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny though. Like, yeah, it was crazy. But then, yeah, and was then I, cute? I um, he's like uh, one of those like big muscle bear types. <laughs> just, just tell me all the yeah, things. Yeah, like it was so crazy. Um. Well, like, I can advertise him. He's Alex Tickus. He's this Greek guy who lives in a story here. Um, and he has great porn. Um, it's just, yeah, Al- Alex underscore T-I-K-A-S. Rhett, you're making my entire <laughs> life right yeah. now. Like, <laughs> I'm just living vicariously <laughs> through you. Like, how much quarantine porn do you think is going to come out? Literally know, come out crazy, of the situation. Right? I know it did seem like a lot of people did stop producing porn, um, but a lot of people didn't. So yeah. Well, you know, I appreciate your art, <laughs> Rhett, on all levels. Um, I don't know if I want to see your solo show, but yeah, you probably day. don't. I mean, you're are you into bear cubs? <laughs> okay, so like I love all the bears. I love the cute little cubbies. Um, I love I legit, what's the name of that very, very famous bear oh. porn star? Like, he's one of the most famous, but he's not really oh, online. He's older? What's his name? Do you remember? I don't know. Yeah. He's like one of the well, most famous. Well, what's funny bears. Like, is he's um, so hot. Ron Jeremy seems like a bear, but he's straight. So, so are you talking about a gay bear, porn? He's actor? very like. He's a famous bear yes. cub? I don't know. Oh no, he's a famous bear bear. Like he's oh, like a grizzly know. bear. Uh, I don't. He's like I a mean, I don't know of any bear. famous ones. I guess. I'll look him up afterwards. <laughs> okay. I'll send you a picture. Yeah, because it <laughs> is funny how him. like um, <laughs> you look at like the old, you know, I don't know, business model of porn and like which videos and studios were big and then when you go on twitter because that's kind of like i guess the new business model um and you see the followers it's interesting like um which ones got big on twitter versus you know how popular they used to be and it's kind of interesting like who adapted you know what i mean like you can see who which older studios were more savvy with new new ways of advertising through social media um and which and which ones were surprisingly not savvy you know 
because they were so big in the older What's... video days, you know. What's the going model for gay porn? Um, right basically, now? yeah, advertising on social media and um, having like an yeah an OnlyFans because the even the ways of like the the studio porn even with online subscription is hard to make money with so especially with the rise of the OnlyFans thing so um so yeah it's interesting like studios are like smaller and more low budget because they can't really make as much money anymore you know it's weird well you know if one day you put out that <laughs> twitter handle i i put all the astrology tarot glitter vibes to you to get that only fan site and just live it up you know oh i'm so happy for you yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, we have, let's see, about yeah. 10 minutes left. I want to say, like, any love feelings that you have going on right now? I don't know. Um, I guess, like, um, you know, like, there was, like, I don't know. There's, like, a lot of guys I see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, could potentially, um, you know, be an interest if I keep seeing them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's so crazy how like, because like everybody's so busy that like, as a gay man, you can like schedule, you know, a different boyfriend for each day of the week. <laughs> Um, and so that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I guess like Latino twinks are What's my type. type? <laughs> so, yeah. Latino twinks. Well, if anybody's out there listening, you know, and you're looking for the cutiest cutie pie rat ever, he is on here and he's he's gonna get what is oh, it, an AVN? Yeah. Or what is it called? Yeah, Kathy Griffin. <laughs> I was seeing that oh. on on the la on the last one, how she like hosted. Um yeah, I think it was right before the whole quarantine. That was like the last thing she did was host those awards. The gay porn awards or the, um, the yeah, AVNs? the gay porn ones. The straight up gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> Best ramming scene. Oh man. <laughs> it's funny. Oh. <laughs> it is funny. Oh, so for your love, looking forward to these tragic times, um, you've been through ups and downs. Um, <laughs> you've got a boyfriend for every day of the week. 
you know, what's, what's the future? What's your future look like? Like, what is your dream guess, future um, now? Right there's now, this Brad? like romantic idea of like how like old as gay men get older, they find like the one guy who is like their emotional partner. But then, um, you know, you like play around with everybody. <laughs> and so I guess that's kind of like, um, the typical, you know, older gay man lifestyle, um, that kind of happens, you know. <laughs> I so that's your dream. So anybody out there listening that your soulmate, so I believe, so this is from an astrology side, and I feel with the eclipses happening in June moving into the realm of Sagittarius that you will find your, I would say, is it a daddy? Is that what this is considered? Daddy? A daddy. Like, a daddy will come. A daddy will find um, you. I don't know. Like, I guess um, <laughs> I would be the daddy in the relationship if I mean, if it oh, whatever, like, if that's what they want how if they that's how they want to see it but it doesn't really matter like um but yeah (laughs) so you want to be the the daddy cub and you want a latin twink like preferably like what age group i'll definitely be on the lookout i'll be like i know this guy in in the whole (laughs) i i date people anywhere from like like 20 to 40s you know is kind of like what i find my dating ranges 20s to 40s okay i'll be i'll be on the matchmaking lookout for you right and um (laughs) i have good feelings yeah really good feelings in the final uh, minutes of this podcast do you have anything that you would like to promote um <laughs> or maybe, I guess, you know uh, this is <laughs> just yeah like all my social media is Rhett Siever um R-H-E-T-T S-E-V-E-R um and yeah I have YouTube videos um, you can check out my like my short web series I've done on there, like Sizzlin' Izzle or um, the Marty Porch Show um, short film that I did last summer. That was so fun. Um, stuff like that. Um, and, and I think I got that up to like 3,000 views on Facebook. The Marty Porch Show, yeah. That was fun. And I showed it at my show that you were at. Um, I've showed it at the end of that show before. That was fun. Um, Yeah, I definitely recommend that. Like if you can make like a short film or something or a video and then somehow get it projected before an audience, that is like the funnest thrill ever. That's really, that's really. That's awesome, man. And I'm with. (laughs) I do want to say you are one of the best producers to work with (laughs) in New York City. 
and you're just so pleasant and kind and you are you think outside of the yeah, regular I try to be frame yeah. so I appreciate that <laughs> it's more more interesting yeah. I miss you, know. you I don't get the I don't get people who just do the same old thing Definitely. you have to mix it up Yeah, man, and that's why you're still going even through yeah, a fucking um, pandemic. <laughs> it's crazy, like, when things, how things will get back to um, a little bit normal, like, but yeah. Because it'll be really hard for businesses who are just skating by before to now have just, like, smaller audiences because of the distancing thing. So not as many people can fit in a business. So it'll be interesting what businesses survive this whole new culture, you know? Because you already have heard of, like, a lot of businesses closing, you know? So, but I guess this was our last minute, if you want to wrap up. Oh, yeah, I'm going to wrap this up. But if you would ever like to come on again, I would love to have you cool. as a regular guest. I adore you. Uh, so um, let me know. Um, All right, definitely. And will. just keep thank me you. updated. Yeah, I love you. Have a good oh, day. Thank you. <laughs> love you, Rhett. See you.